0: coming straight from the mouths of madness with a gas mask on uh <laughs> i am one of your hosts is lowdown brown and with me as always is if you honor what's up bitches that's right and tonight we have a very special guest we have the breaker of levels we have the man who drinks <laughs> the dehydrating water we have cron
1: what's up motherfuckers
0: yeah again guys you know it's fucked up times we're living in right now. So we're trying to, we're still wanting to put content out, but we are doing it remotely from our houses. Everyone's got different, you know, it's not the normal setup where everyone's going through the same stuff. So we're piecing it together the best we can just to, A, it gives us something to do and we get to see and talk to other people because we love doing this shit. And we know that you people that love podcasts clearly love listening to this shit. So just bear yeah. with us during this time because we're also trying to put stuff out to give people something to listen to,
1: right? We're like, you know? fuck... Fuck
0: Corona, man. We're still gonna fuck yeah, dude, the record. Fuck, fuck COVID, man.
1: I, I prefer chorus heavy.
0: <laughs> oh man, and you know we wanted to get an episode out, especially because the horror community had a huge loss. So tonight we are going to be talking about uh, Stuart Gordon. Um, sad to say, he passed away March twenty fourth of multiple organ failures. Now I'm wondering if he got. They didn't come out and say he had coronavirus, but.
2: I think not they not saying that. I think they would have noted it though if it was if it was yeah. related to it. So,
0: what the fuck else could cause multiple organ failures? Jesus Christ, that's oh, it's gonna be a rough way to go. Come
1: I believe the term they call for that is called comorbidity, where you have another factor in play that this other disease or you know instance will exacerbate or make worse or you know kill you.
0: But yeah, we just want to talk about his career, some of our favorite movies, and. You know, I mean, the man gave me a lot of uh, yeah, open my eyes to another type of horror. You know, I mean, like, I, I, I equate him to kind of taking the reins from Raimi and doing some other shit that's in the same vein, uh, Hunter.
2: I was just going to say, it's crazy, because, I mean, I kind of kicked myself. He had been at a couple cons. I know uh, Groots from Beetle Disasters, he got his autograph on a couple different items, and it's just another one of those, like, fuck, lost opportunity now. Yeah,
0: Groots and I went to the same con. Yeah. Um, a really cool thing about that con, so it was the Scares the Cares Horror Con. at in Williamsburg. It was the first year, is the one he was there, and he uh, actually he, he, I mean, he was really nice. I mean, I think he was over. I didn't, I, he, I don't think he did a lot of cons, so he was kind of overwhelmed. I think with the amount of people that wanted to go strictly for him, right? And he was really nice, cordial. You know, we we'll talked to you for a few minutes, but again, there was a line. So, but his wife was with him as well. So when I scooted over. <laughs> His wife was just like, I'll sign it too. And I was like, well, fuck yeah. And yeah. like, she was so sweet. She was like, like literally one of the sweetest women. Um, I mean, it was like grandma making cookies. I mean, just super sweet. Um, so that was really cool. You know, that they were there together. She was part of it. Because, you know, I mean, that was part of her life for how many years? You know what I mean?
1: Wasn't she in most of them? She was in a lot of his movies. And even early on with his early theatrical stuff, she was involved in a lot of it. Uh, he put her in every one of his movies, usually... As somebody that died a, a horrible, painful death early on in the movie.
0: Well, at least he didn't do what Rob Zombie does and give his horrible acting wife lead roles in movies.
1: <laughs> I think we, well, at least yeah, she didn't cackle like an annoying Harley Quinn knockoff. Mm, That's
2: what I was just about to say. Is yeah, like she doesn't have the annoying <laughs> fucking voice that Rob Zombie keeps forcing us to hear in everyone's oh, fucking movies. So Goddamn. bad.
0: So fucking bad, dude. Like, I'm so over her. I mean, at first it was, yeah, she's hot. Now it's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, now it's just that voice. Imagine, like, when you're banging her, what it sounds like. <laughs> like <laughs> fucking Christ. It's terrible. Oh. So, um, I, oh, let's kick this off, all right? Let's kick it off uh, going around and we'll talk about our favorite and then at least let's go with second favorite I feel like we probably all share mostly the same favorite I'll start like my favorites reanimator I mean that's the first one of his I ever saw and I was blown away by it I didn't see anything like like I said he had evil dead he took it and kind of went a different way with it that kind of style you know the schlocky gore the you know but it is kind of in the same vein and I love that I love the theme the theme really struck me we talked about that on the composers of horror episode right that's very psycho-esque theme I got to give my second one is from beyond. I fucking love that movie. That movie's so good. I mean, I just love Lovecraft too. So I read a lot of these stories before I actually ever saw the movie. And when I saw the movies, I was like, yes, this movie is insane. And it's the only way you can do a Lovecraft movie. crime
1: Well, so the irony of that being is that from beyond was only a seven page story. And he turned into that whole ass movie. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. Pretty fucking rad. And we were talking about like Sam Raimi and evil dead. Uh, one of the guys that Stuart Gordon worked with a lot of uh, Brian. Yes. Mm-hmm. Was his producer in a lot of movies. Uh, he described reanimator as having the shock sensibility of evil dead with the production values of the howling.
0: <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that's pretty accurate. Actually, if you think about it. So, um, you're on crime. What do you, what are your favorite and second? What's the runner up?
1: I mean, I, I still got go with reanimator as the favorite. Um, I mean, that's, that seemed kind of obvious there. Uh, but for my second favorite, and I know it sounds bad, fucking Space Truckers was fun. I feel like I love that fucking movie. It's dumb
0: as shit, but fun. I feel like you and Groot share a similarity there. You probably say the same thing. Uh, it sucks he, he's not on this, but uh, you know he's another huge Stuart Gordon fan. So, but uh, Hunter, what's yours?
2: <laughs> I'm following the crowd, man. I mean, it's it's ReAnimator. I mean, I think most people that's that's their go-to. Um, but I mean. From Beyond's definitely up there with that, and then Space Truckers, just the insanity of that with that cast. Those are pretty much my top three. So uh, kind of random.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, I had, the first time I had seen Space Truckers since the, I mean, like since the first time I had saw it was at the Beautiful Desires <laughs> panel at Galaxy County Richmond, and I was like, wow, yeah, I forgot. <laughs> This fucking movie. Holy shit. <laughs> the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, this is, a, this is a train wreck. I mean, it was at one of my earlier places when I was like just moved out. And so it was a party house and we all get fucked up and sit down and watch these fucking movies. And I was, it was it was awesome.
1: I remember watching it as, as a kid. And, and that scene where he tries to like cold start his dick. <laughs> I <just fucking>
0: <laughs> oh, shit. We we'll, we'll get into individual movies a little bit down the road, but uh, like Cron mentioned, there's there, I think there's some parts of his early life that people don't know before all that craziness. You know that he started when he started directing his own movies. I mean, like he was, what was it, University of uh, where did he go, University of Wisconsin? University of Wisconsin, and he was a theater major, right?
1: Yeah, he did, he did theater. He he started his own theater troupe called Screw Theater. Yeah, Screw all Theater. Time, you know. Dirty
0: shit. <laughs> nice.
1: With his wife. <laughs>
0: oh, they've been together since college? Yeah. You're fucking right, dude. That's badass. You know You know what I mean? Uh, that's awesome.
1: Said 68, they were together. Damn. Fuck,
0: man. My mom was six, and he was already <laughs> with his fucking future wife. <laughs> Damn. Oh, that's rad. So, yeah, I mean, um, they, I, I don't really know how much information... Is really out and about about his early career. I, I know screw theater was a thing.
1: I mean, it's theater, so a lot of it's kind of you know hit and miss there. I mean, of course, you know later back on he got into theater with uh, in, in Chicago later on in his life uh, with that uh, he started the it's called the Organic Theater Company. He started, of course, he did a bunch of stuff in there, and, and even at one point he did a a theatrical production with Jeffrey Combs. that was no less. A one-man theatrical show called "Nevermore: An Evening with Edgar Allan Poe," with yeah. Jeffrey Combs. Nice, Edgar Allan Poe. That
0: was uh, 2009, I believe, when that came out. I wish there was a fucking recording of that, man. I want to see that. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. That man is that man's a trip, Hunter.
2: I was just gonna. I mean, since Jeffrey Combs just came up, but you know, you you've got Ramy with Bruce Campbell, you've got Carpenter with Kurt Russell, Kurt and, Russell. and <laughs> And with you know, Stuart Gordon, it was Jeff, it was, you know, Combs. That was the go to. I mean, how many movies did they do together?
1: Uh, easily about a half a dozen. Yeah.
0: It was Combs and it was also Crampton. Barbara Crampton yep. was his girl, man. One, yeah. oh, that yeah. was his girl. She was in everything. Like, so she was in From Beyond, Reanimator, Castle Freak. Um, yep. She wasn't in Dad though, was she?
1: She was not. Yeah. He wanted to make uh, apparently at that time he wanted to make a series about five or six Lovecraft movies using the two of them, and, and he got through three using he did Reanimator from Beyond and uh, Castle Freak, and when he got back to doing Dagon and some of the other ones he just couldn't couldn't get the money to pay him I think. But Dagon
0: had really good production value like that one. I feel like the budget on that was pretty rad. So I guess because he wanted the higher budget he couldn't afford to pay them. Plus they were they had moved on so they had gotten. They were probably more expensive, clearly, right?
1: Yeah, and that's—I think that's what was—he couldn't afford to pay their newer budget.
0: Yeah, I got you. Were I mean, either of them in, in dolls?
1: Ah, uh, you know that's a good question. I don't know. I don't remember off the top of head. I think she was, but I don't think he was. Okay. Mm. I'd have to check.
0: Well, apparently, she's returning to a Lovecraft movie that was, well, obviously not happening currently. Like it was supposed to be, but it was a there's a new Lovecraft movie that was coming out that she got cast in. Now. Um, yeah. Well, for her. Yeah. But again, I mean
1: it, I want we to see your tits
0: again. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she was at a con not too long ago. She's still pretty fucking hot, dude. Like
1: So I mean, true. you know, it might be a possibility.
2: <laughs> Hunter. Uh I mean, just bring it up though, but I mean Stuart Gordon was very much into Lovecraft. I mean, that was his go to like motivation. That's a lot of his material is what kind of got Stuart Gordon to just put stuff on film. Oh yeah. I mean,
0: and like I said, up until, I mean, we had color out of space, but any uh, there's a lot of times when people would adapt Lovecraft and it'd be fucking terrible. Yeah, like like I said, you either got to go completely fucking bonkers, right? Like out of this like fucking acid trip meets PCP, or you just got to make it ridiculous. And he ch- he went on the air of ridiculous, fun uh, movies, and, and I mean that, that's a great way to tell a Lovecraft story.
1: Well, in that vein, speaking of which and kind of coming back to it, um, he did King of the Ants in 2003, Mm -hmm. which was technically an adaptation of a a Lovecraft story. But a lot of us might remember another movie with, you know, tiny people problems that he made when we were kids. Uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was one of his movies. He wrote it. Didn't he write and
0: direct the first one or just wrote the first one? Yeah,
1: he wrote the first one. Um, and was given a producer credit on the second one, and he directed a couple of episodes of the TV series, but he didn't direct any of the movie.
2: Okay. But he wrote, he wrote, produced it and wrote, yeah. The first one and the second yeah. one, right? he Because he's responsible for, yeah. uh, Blew Up the Baby, right?
1: Yeah, he didn't do Blew Up the Baby. He did the, the second one. I think they gave him a producer credit, but I don't know how much of it he actually wrote himself.
0: He, uh, produced the, he produced the third one, right? Didn't yeah. he? Yeah.
1: Yeah, he 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 has a writer credit on the second one, I believe, because he wrote he created the characters. But I don't think he wrote most of the plot for the second one. Okay, but you know, he gets a producer credit on all of them because it's his characters. Mm.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a couple, you know, there's those are probably two of the biggest ones that would surprise people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he is <evolved> with that.
1: <laughs> I mean, you go from twenty four gallons of blood in Reanimator to family friendly fucking honey I shrunk the kid with Rick Moranis
0: yeah but he like totally was still trying to put you in there to fuck with you man dude that scene when Auntie died fucking killed me as a kid I was like no not Auntie, you (laughs) bastard I mean right I mean that was pretty dark right I mean this giant scorpion comes out of the grass and it's all dramatic and he just stabs Annie like twice with this oh it's fucked up man it's fucked up yeah fuck you Gordon no seriously I love you but no fuck you for that (laughs) it was rough oh man so, I mean, how do we feel about like Re- the Reanimator and how that series, like Brian Yuzna, took over with the sequels? And I don't, I wonder why Gordon wasn't interested in continuing it. Like, if you know, he was ob- there was ob- obviously funding out there. They did two more.
1: I mean, I I enjoyed I enjoyed the second one. The third one was it, you got to watch it because now you watch the first two, but it's not. It's not great.
0: No. No. Third one's terrible. Oh god.
1: The second one kind of just really leans into the bizarre of the first one with less of the less of the horror suspense and more of the what the f- why did you sew wings on a disembodied fucking head? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. I feel like the best part of 3 was uh the reanimated dick. That was So
1: in the first one you know that the guy that played uh, Carl Hill, David Gale, his wife left him because of that movie. Wow. What? So there's a scene in there, for anyone who hasn't seen it, sorry for the spoiler alert, but there's a scene where his decapitated, disembodied head basically face-rapes this girl, hoo-ha. And <laughs> his right. wife left him because of that <laughs>
2: scene.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, that's, wait, totally, totally uproot your life, change everything. Because of a scene in a movie. Yeah, that that she was already fucking crazy. So it's all good. He probably dodged a bullet there.
1: <laughs> I mean saying. probably.
0: Just saying. Cause it's a fucking movie, man. Fucking movie. Now, you could and you, you could see after that, like, how he kind of grew from that, right? Like, I mean Reanimator was his oh, yeah. uh well that was his first oh. film. Yeah, the Reanimator was his oh, first film. From Beyond yeah. was the second one, but the scope of From Beyond, even though it takes place in a house, like I feel like
2: some of that makeup, man, was oh, fucking killer. Dude. And he, and he threw in, hey, here's a guy from Dawn of the Dead just to kind of add a little bit oh, of makeup. Oh, yeah, Ken Forey. Yeah. Yeah. Cron. Yeah.
1: So they used four special effects companies to make From Beyond. They didn't have one. They took four fucking special effects companies to do all of that makeup.
0: I, I believe that. There's a lot of fucking makeup, bro. A giant bodysuit. Oof. Fuck. Although. That that was pretty. That was a good scene for uh, a role with Bri- uh, Barbara Crampton, too. Uh, that which you know, because it ma- it's it, you know it's making everybody turn into more sexual beings, and like she's trying to get down with some chocolate. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> she was hot in that man. She put on, put on his little like two piece, you know, brazier and nice little nice little thong thong panties. Yeah, it was good stuff. That
1: that mo- uh, Tonight on Stevens Late Night Spank Bang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from the 80s. <laughs> yeah.
0: But for real, though, that movie definitely delved more into, this, into the sexual side of all that. So I don't really remember the seven-page... St- I mean, like I think I literally read that and then watched the movie maybe like a year or two later. I have not reread that. What? How much of that did he have to write in versus what was the core of that seven-page story, Cron? Have you read it?
1: I mean, I have not read it. I know it was super short. Um, I, of course, a lot of it's you know technology and updating the setting. I think is a lot of the changes he made to that.
0: Oh, well, same thing with Reanimator, and same thing with pretty much any Lovecraft story. You got to update it because I mean, I guess you could do like yeah. an OG, you know, but it probably wouldn't be as it probably wouldn't have been as well received either. You know,
1: probably not. So,
0: um, and Hunter,
2: I mean, I was just gonna throw out there that you know, then he started getting into the sci-fi stuff. I mean. We talk about Space Truckers, but I think before Space Truckers is Fortress with, um... Yeah? Fuck, what's that dude's name? Uh
1: Christopher yeah. with the fucking Highlander. Yeah,
2: who I, oh, apparently yeah, the Fortress. rumor was is that Schwarzenegger was supposed to be in that originally, but then he went off and I think did uh Last Action Hero or something like that around that time. So...
1: Yeah. So <laughs> no
2: Schwarzenegger, you get Highlander guy. <laughs>
1: They they nerfed the budget on that because of it. Yeah. it was supposed to be like a seventy million dollar budget because it had Arnold. Yeah, bit, and then they destroyed the budget.
2: <laughs> they just didn't have the confidence in uh, Christopher Lambert and his uh, his accent. So
1: I, I guess you know they they weren't really into another Highlander movie.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean after like five, they had enough. Is that what you're saying? It probably. Yeah.
1: After that TV series, now it did have Red Foreman from fucking uh, that seventies show. Yes, or. The guy that shot that guy in the dick from RoboCop.
0: Yeah, that's that's. I like to remember him from that. Yeah.
1: Mean Clarence. <laughs> Clarence. That's yeah. a Clarence. Kurtwood Smith. Yeah. I'm gonna watch
0: that tonight. Fucking RoboCop. Anyway. Oh. Uh, so I mean, yeah. There, there's there are other movies they did were good. Like I mean, I didn't mind The Dentist. I did not care for Body Snatchers. I think it was a horrible remake for really? Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It was uh, not good, dude. It's comparatively, slow, but I enjoy some of that. I I'm I'm, I'm I'm just talking strictly in comparison to Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Okay. Like to me that movie was like m- like just leaps and bounds better as a whole than that 90s You movie.
2: talking about the uh southern one? Southern Fuck one. Fuck yeah, right? yeah. Okay, right yeah I am. Yeah. God damn
0: right I am. Yeah. fucking movie's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But Fortress was good trying to think of, I mean he did space truckers I mean he he kind of didn't I never saw progeny or king of the ants and groots is like raves about Edmund
1: you know yeah I, de- although, I definitely check that out it, it's bizarre what was it progeny kind of takes him back progeny takes him back towards things like reanimator it, it's you know it's kind of surreal and bizarre it, it's very visceral but it's you know UFOs
2: okay cool all right I'm, I'll give it a shot uh Hunter I mean, we got to throw it out there. I only saw it one time, I think, on HBO or Cinemax, but fucking RoboJocks. Come on. God, God Come on, robo- man. Fucking RoboJocks. I think we broke Kron. Oh man, yes, he is responsible for fucking <laughs> yeah. Robo All right. Yeah. Ugh. And that's what that they called real. it was fucking Robo Jocks. All right. That was the final title they decided on. Like, yeah, that, that'll, that'll, that'll sell them everybody on it. Like, you like him and sock'em, him? Make them giant fucking robots. There you go.
1: <laughs> uh, Again with Rico. Yeah, Jeffrey Rico. <laughs>
0: Dude, I, I met him at the same con. But like five years later, and man, he's not acting in his movies.
1: He's just kinda off. No, he's just he just seems to be that weird. But he's super fucking friendly. Like, yeah, yeah, you him, and I, I went. We, we were yeah I, yeah, I drove your ass. We went we drove together. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. You've got the morbid well, got uh a,
0: whatever, the um
1: Doctor Mordred. Doctor yeah. yeah. Mordred, yeah. The, the Doctor Strange, we lost the rights in the middle of making this movie movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: um and I mean, he was.
1: Which he signed.
0: He was super nice. I mean, don't get me wrong. He yeah. definitely. But he's like a lot of his tics and twitches that he's in the movies. You think he's acting now? That's him. That's all him. I wonder how he's doing. Is somebody like? Is anybody messaging him and, t- and like giving him like a, a social distancing hug? Because I feel like he's probably like not doing too well. I'm serious, uh,
2: Hunter. I mean, just if we're gonna talk about him being bizarre, besides Stuart Gordon movies, fucking frighteners, man. He fucking steals <laughs> a show in that fucking movie. He's that weird like he's already weird and as the movie goes along you start to figure out a few other things and yeah by the end of the movie you're like okay this is fucking weird as shit Just his character specifically
0: I think the least weird thing I saw I've or role I've seen him play honestly was still a Stuart Gordon Gordon movie and it was Castle Freak. He was not super weird in that. Like you know his character itself his character was like a lonely man in a marriage, right? And they got this House left to them, and like some marriage is falling apart. He's lonely, so he's like miserable. But like, I, he's not like weird, you know? Yeah.
2: The the last thing I actually I remember seeing him in, and I was just kind of caught off guard. Was the creep show? Uh He's the head Nazi in this short yeah. story about yeah. the Nazis. I was like, that Nazi looks sort of familiar. I was like, <laughs> oh shit, that's fucking Combs, man.
0: Yeah, dude. That's the first thing I noticed about that. Like, as soon as the Nazi walked into the tent, I was like, wait a minute, no way. <laughs> and then I get a close up. I'm like, holy
1: fuck! It's fucking Jeffrey Combs This is awesome.
0: <laughs> um, Cron.
1: So like the the last thing I saw him, in, and I, if you haven't seen this show, I I really recommend watching it. Uh, with Stand Against Evil.
2: Mm.
1: Oh, in on a It's John McGinley in like a Portlandia. You know the, what's that fucking channel that it's on? Uh, Sapphire. fi no oh, not um, sci-fi. Um, um,
0: um, IFC um, right IFC. Yep.
1: Yeah, I've It's like an IFC kind of sort of knockoff of Evil Dead but like with witches instead of zombies but it's John McGinley being grumpy fucking John Oh King. no, I watched the first and season. There's an episode that has uh, Jeffrey Combs in it as like this weird trickster con man demon thing that like tries to trick him out of shit. And it, he's just as fucking bizarre in that. But a lot of stuff he's done too that, that a lot of people don't realize is voice acting. He does a shitload of voice acting. Uh, He was The Question in Justice League, which we all remember from being a kid. Yeah, yeah. And he was fucking weird.
0: Wasn't he on one of the other animated DC
1: movies, too? He pops into them a lot. Uh, He does The Question a lot. He does a few others, too. He's got a
2: shitload of anime credits. Yeah, he's done a lot of voice work.
1: I
0: mean, mean, that's actually respectable. I mean, that pays a lot. Like, we learned from um, uh, the Transformers panel at GalaxyCon as well. I mean, they stay busy <laughs> the, oh, good yeah. voice actors stay busy um so that's rad that, he, I, that he's doing a lot of that I, I i gotta look for him more and see what he's done that I, I probably have seen a lot
1: and of course star trek
0: yes oh, yeah. of course star trek the two different roles he's done a star trek he's like oh, i'm gonna come back i'm <laughs> gonna we'll do some more
2: now one i was gonna bring up i don't know if anybody's seen it. i guess it's one of the last Stuart gordon movies is uh stuck um yeah i've never seen it either yeah I mean, I heard it's based on a true story about some chick that slams into a dude and then drives another mile with him stuck in her windshield (laughs) back to her house to figure out what the fuck to do with this guy that she's pretty much murdered, but he's still sort of alive.
0: Oh, Uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't heard about it or read about it. The last thing I've seen um, from him was uh, the Fear Itself episode, Eater. Okay. That he did for ABC. It was basically when Fearnet went away. It got adopt. It got basically adopted into was it, ABC, and it was a series called Fear itself, which yep. was kind of watered down version of the Fear Clinic. Fear Clinic, that's what it was, right? That was a series, and uh, I, know, I remember because Robert Englund was like the head like doctor in that series, and he did one. He directed one episode called Eater, and prior to that, of course, you know we have two episodes he did of Masters of Horror.
2: That was about to bring
0: that up. So those are really good. Those are really good.
1: I think. Also did a movie uh Beyond the Gates. I think he was somehow involved in too.
0: Beyond the Gates. I don't think I've seen that. Beyond the Gates. It
1: was 2015, 2016, somewhere around there. He was involved in that. Huh. He wasn't direct. I think he might have had like a you know a cameo appearance or something like that. Oh,
0: I got you. I got you. But I do really like Jeffrey Combs fucking Edgar Allan Poe, in yeah. Black Cat. That was pretty fucking rad, right? Yeah. Like it's good stuff. And the other one he did was what was it? Dreams in the Witch House, which that one, he went like funny, but he also still went balls, like tripping balls with that one. The fucking mouse with the face, f- <laughs> that was freaky, man. Fucking freaky. So that's, I mean, that's pretty much the run of his work. I mean, we kind of talked about Dagon. uh That one, yeah. I know if we had Fabian on, he'd be like just creaming all over that one.
1: Hey, he loves that fucking movie. Hey, man, yeah. well.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I I really enjoy the movie. It's probably like the fifth favorite on my list, but I, I do enjoy the movie. I had to watch it like a couple times because the first time I got it, I wasn't really, I guess, ready for it. In, in initial watching, it was it, it had a different feel than when I watched it the second time.
1: I mean, the first time I watched it, I was like, wow, this is terrible production value. <laughs> and then I had to sit down and watch it again. I was like, all right, all right, all right it's bad production value. But let's see the stories in it. It was actually a decent movie to watch.
0: I mean, production value was better than fucking... Some of his other movies,
1: <laughs> maybe,
0: yeah. Well, it's, it was, dude. It was the 2000s, so like it looked cleaner. So you saw, you saw how much more bad it was. You take the grain away, and you see all the bullshit.
1: <laughs> keep- so there is, there's an uncut version, and I gotta find it. There's an uncut edit of From Beyond that apparently he's found some years back while he was like cleaning out all of his shit, mm-hmm. and he gave it to NGM to release. They have. Uh, another version of From Beyond, oh, than the one that we've
0: seen. I and mean, they, they just haven't released it yet. Then apparently, yeah, motherfuckers, cocksuckers.
2: Um, I just want to throw out real quick. Back to Space Truckers. Look, the special effects are not that groundbreaking <laughs> in that fucking movie, but it's so much fucking fun. And like yeah. we were talking about how we we had that show in with Beautiful Disasters. He 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 works with what he has. All right, but True. overall, that's True. it's it's that's kind of the theme with a lot of his movies. Just yeah, let's just have fun. The acting might mm-hmm. be kind of shit at times, and special effects might be kind of shit, but we're all having fun here, and that's kind of what was goes through a lot of his movies. You know, I, might I have the budget on some, <laughs> <laughs> might not have the budget on others. Fun at all times.
0: I can agree with that. Yeah, I feel like that was kind of his his goal. I'm going to make this property based off this thing I love, like you know Lovecraft, but at the same time, he's also going to. Uh, Make it as fun as possible. I said, that's the route he took, right? He, he did that. And I forget the director who just did Color Out of Space. But that motherfucker went, like, fucking bonkers with that shit.
1: So, like, in kind of, like, digging up some, some tidbits and fun trivia shit for this, I, I came across uh, some stuff that he he ran into problems with, like, Lovecraft purists over the years. that got mad because he put, you know, titties and nudity in his movies. Um... And he kind of had a quote that I thought was kind of funny. He said, Horror and sex go hand in hand. I think the two are life and death. <laughs>
0: <Nice>. <laughs> like it. Like it. Yeah. That's right. Oh, man. So, I mean, that came as some sad news, his passing. I really felt for his wife. I haven't met her and how sweet she was. That first year of Scares at Care was really was slow. I don't know if the word didn't really get out. People... Just didn't want to go check out a new a new first year of a new horror con or whatever but by friday night which is normally slow but i mean it was like dead like two hours prior to the floor closing and i was like Fuck, i'm here you know it's a 40 minute drive from richmond like i'm just gonna wander around so like i end up going over the table again and talking to him and his wife for a little bit longer like kane hotter came over and was like <laughs> hey man we're we gonna do something we, we, we need to do a movie Stuart was kind of like, all right, man, yeah, I mean, I'll keep you in mind. <laughs> it's, just,
2: it's like, maybe. God damn it. Right. I wish I had been there for that. Pretty much Stuart Gordon saying, Kane Hodder, you can't act worse shit. So uh, well, I'll put you on the uh, back list if I find something that requires little acting. All right. It's, that's the don't call
1: me i'll call you yeah.
0: yeah i mean that's basically what it was was like yeah man i'll keep you in mind man and then i started you know and it was just it was just hilarious because he was just so quiet and he, he wasn't he was kind of smiling but not really oh it was fucking hilarious it's, i'm it's like trying to
2: it's like Stuart gordon was like hold on if i find a movie where i can just put a shitload of prosthetics on you and you have no dialogue i'll let you know besides that <laughs> no
0: yeah basically another hatchet because let's face it yeah hatchet was just under jason everything the man's famous for he doesn't talk
2: yeah oh no no they try to do some acting and uh i think it's hatchet two one and two well they do the origin and he's like you know my kids all deformed like stop kane just 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 put the muscle suit on and the fucking prosthetics and just walk (laughs) around and kill people we don't really need to hear you do any kind of dialogue all right man yeah it was one and two so one they do a (laughs) Brief one about how he got the hatchet face,
0: and two, they show, like, how he was born. Yeah. And he was already born fucked. Yeah. But anyway, so that was kind of funny. I mean, you know, the man had, the man had, uh, he still has some class about him. You know, he just said, yeah, I'll keep you in mind for any of the projects I got moving forward. Instead of telling him, basically, fuck off, you, you can't act. <laughs> like You could have been the freak and Castle Freak. you have been great for that. but there you you, go. Know, you know, right? <laughs> from Beyond 2. Yeah. <laughs> just put you in a giant, meaty bodysuit.
1: <laughs> cover you in slime and tentacles and call you a character. <laughs> man,
0: another, that's another person. Has anybody ever... Has anybody hit up... I wonder if anybody's, like, giving Yez, you know, Yezna some, like, social distancing hugs, too, man. Like, he was the producer for everything. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. you gotta think, all the people you worked with throughout the years that, like, you, you worked with. Like, it's like if Clive Bark... If something happens to either Clive Barker or Doug Bradley, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's that kind of relationship, you know? And it's, so it's like... it's That's always sad. And you think about the friends, you know, and the partnerships that are over... Like,
1: What happens, like, if Sam Raimi or Bruce Campbell die first, the other one's just going to be, like, lost?
0: Uh, Dude, right? I'm saying.
1: Fuck. Jason Mewes has no life without a Kevin Smith.
0: (laughs) That is accurate. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, Jay. (laughs) Um... (laughs) all right we we so we just wanted to kind of run down some of his career what we love you know the movies that we loved what we loved about his style what he brought to the horror community which is huge i mean these these movies we're talking about like to us you know they're every it's everyday conversation but in the realm of horror these are huge fucking movies okay so, we got to be real so we definitely he had to give a nod you know it, it's sad that he's you know he's gone I don't, I don't know what kind of projects he had in the work i mean i don't think the man nothing was released about him having ever been retired Right? So, yeah.
2: I mean, I was just going to say, you know, Reanimator is one of those classic, I think, essential watching. Like, when we talk about movies like Evil Dead, Nightmare on Elm Street, all that stuff, you can put Reanimator right into that kind of, like, you know, you uh, definitely a movie you should check out if you haven't seen it. So, and I 100% agree, Kron.
1: Uh, and, and kind of on that note of, like, you know, people paying him homage and, and tribute, as it were. If you go, like, look around to, like, his IMDb page and stuff, his, he, he shows up, not so much as, you know, director, producer on a bunch of stuff in the past, like, ten years, but just footage of him or interviews of him for so many horror documentaries. Everyone that does, like, a horror documentary at this point is, like, stopping by his house. Like, hey, you talk for five minutes about, you know, tentacles, fake blood rape and using glow sticks on screen. <laughs> tentacles, fake blood rape. <laughs> so, so
2: he was the Henry Rollins of uh, horror documentaries? <clears throat>
1: Pretty much, like so. Like fun fact, they they did use glow stick goo to make the the, the stuff from ReAnimator, nice. and it was like one of the first times they ever used glow sticks as a prop.
0: <laughs> nice, nice, yeah. So that's that's what we're talking about. Like you know, in in, in you know, Crown's 100 percent right. He he is in pretty much every fucking documentary. He was in one of the latest ones, Eli Ross' History of Horror. Stuart Gordon was in that. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, everybody who loves horror and is and is engrossed in this genre. They know fucking Stuart Gordon, and if you and if any of you listeners actually haven't checked it out, which I mean, that movie came out a long time ago, right? So we get it. You know, all of us on here are relatively older. So (laughs) if you haven't seen it yet, Hunter's right as well. You go. That is definitely the one to kind of, you know, just kind of bite into and see if you like it or not. And if you do, then you can just run down the gamut. Like I said, I would not start out with like From Beyond or Castle Freak. They're a little more kind of over a over the top. Um, but, you know, if you like that style of reanimator, you definitely could, you'll, you'll just, just follow his catalog.
2: I mean, again, I just want to appreciate Stuart Gordon embracing that horror genre because you get some directors who start out, they make it big with a horror movie and then they kind of branch off. Peter Jackson. And um, <laughs> yeah. it's nice that he never, like you are saying, he was in all these documentaries talking about it, embracing the horror community not kind of just saying okay well that I did reanimator but I did a bunch of other stuff. He he was with the community and that's something that's really badass when when the director doesn't just say, "Well, that was my first project. I'm on to this." He kept coming back. He kept saying, "Hey, the horror community is who I embrace." Yep. And you're right. Like, you know, and, uh, it is a good
0: example of Peter Jackson. Like his first few movies fell into the horror category or just the fucked up category. And as Stuart Gordon's first few movies were horror, but he came back in the '90s. He came back in the 2000s, early and late. You know what I mean? He was constantly coming back to the horror genre, and that's a fucking beautiful thing, right? Like he clearly loved, you know, horror. Yeah.
1: Well, and like it, not just like so much him making horror, so like he he made some people's entire career and shaped it. Like you know, being being you know Herbert West was what a Jeffrey Combs huge first role. And ever since then, I mean, you may want to say it's typecasting, but he's done most of his work since then it has all been some variety of some weird, screwball, quirky, freak, fucking horror movie.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you're actually exactly right. Like, one thing uh, we didn't mention about uh, what Jeffrey Combs has been in recently, that you know had a fucking paycheck, especially because he could come in and write it because, you know, nerds that saw that were probably just creaming their jeans fucking gotham he was a mad scientist yeah. in gotham right but i mean to me when i saw that i lost my fucking mind i was at home like guys calls, I like it. you know because like <laughs> when has he been in a network television series outside of star trek right and that was you know what i mean like and it was on a fucking fox show that you know they pay so i mean that did a, i'm sure that 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 shows you like what he can land even for like a three two i think it was like two or three episode role
1: well, and even like uh, with his voice acting, and, and it's one of the, the things I like. when I was talking to him when I got into science stuff. I asked, um, he did uh, the the voice for Ratchet in Transformers Prime, which is like you know their scientist doctor guy or whatever. And there's an episode where he just loses his shit. It has this green shit in the syringe he keeps shooting up fucking people with. And I was like, was that on purpose? <laughs> and he confirms, like that was definitely on purpose.
0: See? And that's 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 awesome. They do that. But see that's awesome like you can you know the love for this actors uh, and the characters he's played and I mean they do it across the board with this stuff right um and he gets to just kind of carry that with him in doing other things but again it comes down to store gordon and i don't even know how they met like i haven't really found any information about like how he found combs to play herbert west you know or how he found these actors
1: theater introduction
0: awesome and then you make basically lifelong friends that's pretty that's fucking rad you know yeah so we thank you Stuart gordon for your contribution i'm glad i i you know i know i'm glad i, I had a chance to meet you and, and your wife and so it's a part of your personal life you're part of your family you know part of the person the person who came up with you through all this through all these movies through you know pre-movies like it was an honor to you know it was honor to get to meet him sucks he's gone he wasn't ex- exactly old he was only 72 or 74 so i mean by today's standards that's not old you know people lived in their 90s a lot more now than they did 20 more years of life's a lot of well, life. think about it
2: they used to <laughs>
0: man, <laughs> that's fucking
2: recently COVID.
0: <laughs> fucking COVID, man god damn it oh don't get me angry please <laughs> i'm fucking i'm sick i'm fucking tired of this shit just fucking get out of here everyone better be social distancing and fucking washing their hands and not touching their faces, get rid of this shit. I'm over it, man. I'm serious. So. So
1: I got two questions for you guys.
0: Oh yeah, you do. But hold on, before we get into the trivia, I do want to actually have a serious comment, not just me bitching about COVID. Just literally saying, like, everyone, please, like, adhere to what the C D C saying, what the what the what the, what, are, what the government's saying. And I know that that really pains me to say that, but in this instance, I'm going to say it. I fucking hate government, but. I mean, right now, it's like... <laughs> right now, it's like, seriously, man. You know, if you don't have to leave the house, don't fucking leave the house. If You you know, it, it, it wash your fucking hands. Don't touch your fucking face. Keep six feet away. That's it's like the base level of shit. I mean, half of this shit is shit people should already fucking know. The fact we have to tell people how to wash the fucking hands is goddamn insanity to me in the first place. How nasty are you motherfuckers? Just saying.
1: Also, wash your hands, wash your ass, stay the fuck away from people. These are basic life rules. I don't think cook your fucking food all the way. We yeah. wouldn't <laughs> have hot is if people had cooked their bats to safe temperatures.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah Hunter. <laughs> no, I mean, it, again, it's tough to say, listen to the government, but, look, the sooner everybody stays with fucking social distancing, stays where they are, the, the shorter amount of time we can nail this fucking curve and then eventually get shit back to fucking normal, all right? Look, yeah, it'd be a lot easier for us all to be in one place recording this shit. But you know what? Oh, yeah. we're following <laughs> social distancing so that life can return to fucking normal. All right.
1: I mean, I'm not gonna listen to the government, but I'll listen to a doctor that knows their ass. Exactly. And, all
2: the and um, all right. So that that
0: yeah, that's enough of you know the COVID conversation. We just definitely wanna instead of filling it in with shit about you know GUI stuff, we were like want to just put out information that you know i hope is on already on your mind but just to know that we at GY are also thinking the same things all right we got one more thing and stump the host all right so stump the host is a rapid fire trivia segment where we ask the guest to bring six questions plus a tiebreaker if needed and basically, Hunter and I get just, you know, swing our dicks around whenever he wins. I am currently in the lead, but that could easily change because it always does. Hunter was in the lead for actually a long stretch. And um, if since it is rapid fire, if neither of us know it pretty much instantaneously, then the other person gets to steal it. So, Kron, you decide who goes first.
1: Uh, suck it. It's your show. You can go first. Well, it's both of our
0: shows. He's, a, he, he's as equal a part as me. Aww. Right.
2: Aww.
1: Fuck okay, it. We'll, we'll go with Hunter then. There okay. you go. Hunter can go first. Right. Uh, age Before Beauty. <laughs> oh, ho, ho, ho. What
2: was the- I, I couldn't hear that. Could you repeat that?
1: Age Before Beauty. You yeah, see,
2: so you hear it on the episode when you listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh.
1: <laughs> what was the name of the bizarre th- theater production from 1968 where Gordon locked the audience in a theater and simulated beatings, humiliation, and even rape on plants in the audience?
2: Hmm. Uh, I'd I, little shop of horse? <laughs> no. Uh, I, I don't know. I think
0: it's going to be a, a toss there. What <laughs> is it, Cron?
1: Uh, so, it was called The Game Show, and every performance ended with the audience rioting to stop the show, and the show was intended to be an attack on apathy. Damn.
0: Wow. No, All right. Dude, I, I did know that. Son of a bitch. All right.
1: So. Next up, uh, I only got two of his theater questions to make it, you know, not too much of a pain in the ass. What theater production got him and his wife arrested for obscenity? I was fucking fine out, dude. Mm, no idea. All right, so you're gonna laugh at this one, Peter Pan. Oh,
2: <laughs> oh, do they go with the
0: whole? He
1: made Peter Pan as a Vietnam War <laughs> protest, and like went on this weird acid trip sex binge in the middle of it. And it got him arrested because he had 70 people on stage.
0: (laughs) Ooh, yeah, okay. Wow. Never thought about that with Peter Pan, but go Stuart Gordon. (laughs)
1: There's a whole thing he did in an interview to explain how he got arrested about it. I was like, wow. All right, then. All right, hopefully this will be a little easier for you guys. What famous actor's body double was used in ReAnimator?
2: Fuck.
1: I'll give you a hint. We were talking about him earlier.
2: We were talking about a lot of motherfuckers earlier. Oh.
1: I mean, it's a I got
0: deal. it. It was rapid fire. Uh, Schwarzenegger?
1: Fuck. Fuck. Schwarzenegger's body double, Peter Kent, was the first reanimated corpse in uh, in Reanimator. And Schwarzenegger was apparently a huge fan of Reanimator and got him the job to direct Fortress that he then later dropped out of to be replaced by no like Christopher Lambert.
2: I like how they make the guy stand up with the green stuff. It was fun. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, so now it's even though I stole it. Take is, the head off. Take the head off. Still my turn. Still my turn. Woo-hoo. yay! All
1: right, this was a this uh, another reanimator question, and this one's kind of kind of silly, but you got to know your audience. What is the name of the do- the first doctor in the opening scene? that he reanimate? Oh fuck
0: me! Oh oh Jesus. God damn it! Someone, uh, doctor, so and so's work.
1: Christmas movie.
0: Uh, um, fuck, fuck. God damn Christmas it. Christmas movie. Yep. Uh, uh, Dr.
2: uh Dr Yeah, Hanukkah? I'm drawing a blank and <laughs> no it's going to it's going to fucking piss me off. Yeah, Go I'm ahead. yeah, I'm, I'm drawing a blank.
1: Hans Gruber. Yes.
0: <sighs> Motherfucker. I was Dr I, Gruber's I, work. Yeah, cuz he's always ranting about Gruber's work. Now, too. here's the <sighs> question yep.
2: is, did they take Hans Gruber and Die Hard from the inspiration of this because Die Hard came out after. It came out 3 years later. Yeah. yeah.
1: I have idea if it was if they took it for this for Die Hard or not but it always amused me that that was the thing another, you
2: know it's funny last time I watched I remember thinking like hold on a second which movie came out first and then right? yeah god damn it oh all right all right
1: another easy one Honor. all right uh what two actors worked with Stuart Gordon to make three different Lovecraft movies I
2: mean uh Barbara Cram- uh, Crampton and uh fucking Jeffrey Combs.
1: yeah that's, mm. that was yeah crazy. there you go one
2: in one yeah yeah Mm
1: Mhm. Alright What two films Did Stuart Gordon Shoot at the same time And release Back to back
0: Release back to back
1: Yeah they came out Like one one year And one the next year But he shot them At the same time
0: Um well I know I know how the release Worked for Reanimator animator And From Beyond But I don't know If he shot them At the same time But I'm gonna go with that They were released
2: They were released A year apart uh, I'm I'm just gonna say Space Truckers And Robojocks
1: It's actually Dolls and From Beyond Ah, Ah, Dolls and uh, From Beyond Fuck me
2: Ugh Oh, all right. Well,
0: we're tied one-one, so I guess we need this tiebreaker. How are we gonna work this through fucking
2: <laughs> Zoom?
1: Uh, I, I don't know. I'll just I'll just watch for your terrible towel. All
2: right, I'll get my my prop ready.
1: All right. all right, so this one this one's dirty. I saved the dirty question for the tiebreaker. So the scenery Reanimator where Doctor Doctor De- Hill's disembodied head is like watching on while his rest of his fucking body is like fondling Megan's tits, whose hands. We're fondling the titty. Awesome. It's say Stuart Gordon. <laughs>
2: yeah, yes. So
1: like they had an interview, and Jeffrey Combs, where they asked him the panel. He goes, "Well, he wrote the scene."
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Well, after this, we are tied again. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yep. And I didn't post anything all about right. the non-tie, so now when I post it again, it's going to be another uh, another tie. So,
2: oh, uh, there we go. All right. Well, that was I had a suspicion that was still Gordon's hands, too. That's why I was well, like, just like
1: I, I saved that one for the end, but I was like, uh, titties and an obvious answer. Yep. Yeah,
2: well, it's
0: also like uh, Psycho, you know, with the shower scene. And yeah. A lot of directors are known for doing the scene. You know what I mean? Like Deborah Hill's hands were the hands of young Michael Myers in the beginning
2: of ha- Halloween. You know,
0: that they do that shit all the
2: time. By the I mean, way, she wasn't a director, the, but yeah, she worked score, or, The score and reanimator, I know we talked about it earlier, but. It's so close to Psycho, like it's Yeah, well, as, I was bringing that. I brought that up earlier. Yeah, it's so close, but yeah. just a few changes here or there. It's kind of genius to do that because that scores that Psycho score, is fucking amazing. So,
1: makes mm-hmm. yeah. for a fantastic vinyl pressing.
2: Yeah. So, all
0: right, everyone, let's make it through this shit. <laughs> like, I'm just saying, everyone, thank you, Crown, for being on. Um, yeah. Hope everyone's doing all right. Hope you got some TP. Stay Get the, the fuck food. home. Food. Stay the fuck at home. Listen stay to this shit. the fuck shit. home. Listen to more shit. Listen to more GY Network. Listen to more. Listen to podcasts. Binge watch your shows. Watch movies. Until next time, stay safe.